Welcome to A Love Worth Dying For, a podcast about the triumphs, challenges, and redemption of marriage and family life from a biblical worldview. We hope to challenge and help you cultivate a love of family truly worth dying for. We're Joseph and Janelle Banks, and this is What's Up. Welcome to a Love Worth Dying podcast. This is uh, Joseph. And Janelle Banks. And hope you're having a great week. We are continuing with our homeschooling podcast, or should I say episodes, really detailing what homeschooling is, how you can plan for it. And for this episode, we are going to talk about the things you should consider if you decide to homeschool. Since we're in the 2020-2021 school season, School is getting back started. Kids are going back to school. Families are trying to make those last plans and last decisions or if they're going to homeschool or what curriculums to pick up. We want to just give some recommendations and some thoughts on those things. So, Janelle, what do you think are some of the things that people should consider um, before homeschool or consider how they should consider homeschooling? And we'll kind of go into those different points. Okay, so we're more so looking at why you should consider homeschooling. Um, we did do, I think, like two other episodes dealing mm-hmm. with homeschooling. So okay. you can definitely check those out for more of what we talked about there. Right. Um, but today we're going to look at why you should consider homeschooling. And one of the reasons you should consider homeschooling is the freedom that it allows mm-hmm. with everything. Right. <laughs> Um, Another reason you should consider homeschooling is um, the lasting, meaningful relationships that you get to develop with your children. Another reason is um, the hard work that you get to put in with your children. And by hard work, we're looking at their hearts because we know it's from their hearts, which all of the things about them really flow. So. Um, the, 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 the true self, you know, right, the, the, inner, true person, self, the right. inner person, inner thoughts and motives, attitudes, all those things. Right. Uh, and then lastly, we think it's the only school option for training up your child in the Lord from the time they wake up to the time they lay down. Right. That doing running six, five um, or running six, actually, when it talks about how we should um, be teaching them. From when they get up in the morning and to, to the time that they go to sleep. So, yeah, all of those are some great points that we are going to be going through when it comes to considering homeschooling for your children. Now, let's go into this freedom aspect of everything. Um, we know that in schools, you're kind of restricted with what you can teach. They don't teach everything. Um, they have a certain plan. They have a curriculum that they want the school, that the teachers to um, abide by. I guess the teachers do have a little bit of freedom of what they can do a little bit, but they usually have certain points they want them to hit throughout the school season. Right. And with testing, teachers that have those classes end of year um, and end of grade testing, they specifically have things that the students will be tested on. And it's usually a reflection on the teacher as to right. um, how much their students progress. 
And so. you know, testing is a big issue in the school system now, and has been for a while, but they're really trying to clamp down on that. And for homeschooling, it's not like we don't test or quiz our children to or find assess. out. It's, yeah. it's all about assessment anyway. But for them, for the school systems, when they do their testing, a lot of that goes towards funding and a lot of other aspects that I mean, when you think about it, when you have to do mass assessments, because tests are just a part of an assessment to see, well, how did someone progress from where they started? And I think that's necessary in any environment. You think about work, when you're at your job, you're being evaluated or assessed. Um, And a lot of times that leads towards promotions or pay increase. Right. so for us, we're looking at the freedom, even with testing and not that we don't test or we don't assess, but we have the freedom in what type of assessments we use mm-hmm. and how often we use it. So when we look at everything, we look at, you know, the content, right. what is your child being taught now? In our homeschool, we particularly want to teach from a biblical worldview. So right. what does that mean? That means we obviously going to do some type of Bible study, Bible lesson um, during our homeschool time. But we're also going to look at what are the other curriculums? What are their viewpoints? So our math, our um, language arts, our social studies, science, science mm-hmm. and, um, you know, you do Um, take other subjects as well but you want to kind of look to see what exactly are they teaching are there any views that conflict with the view that we want for our children to be taught by and you have that choice Uh, you also have the choice in the way you present the information I know some kids learn better visually Mm -hmm. I think we all kind of learn visually anyway but some kids more than others like for me i'm a visual person so if you're talking to me me too i like to say let me see what you're talking about or show me a chart show me a diagram even sometimes movies are helpful in getting that information in when it comes to projects I like to have a handout, give me a rubric, give me the instructions because I can read it myself if I need to go back. Right. Uh, the process, how, how are you processing it? Are you able to use manipulatives? Are you able to go and do a hands-on experiment, an mm-hmm. ex- assignment? Are you able to take a field trip? Are you in, able to bring a professional in or go out to a professional in that area? that you may be learning about. Right. And then lastly, when we kind of mention about tests and assessments, what type of product is your child going to produce? How are they going to demonstrate their learning? Right. And there's different ways. Sometimes you could tell whether they learn based on what they're producing, whether you have them doing a sheet with questions and problems, or did you have them write a, a paper Did you ask them questions and they had to give an oral presentation? Did they have to do a poster, research? So all of those things you get to add and even more. If you want to do cross-curricular, you know, we have 
my daughter, she's going to be doing both art and Japanese. And I could see how she can intertwine those two mm -hmm. when she's doing certain things. And even when you think about history, she can look at Jap um, Japan and their culture and just different things like that. So you get the opportunity to be more flexible and spend as much time in a sense on things that really interests your child, not just what the teacher is interested in or what the school finds to be most important. Right, because the school system is going to look for things that are going to progress the students in a way which... In a general way. In a general way, yeah. and they're looking at also as it responds, corresponds with other um, countries. They try right. and, you know, as we know, math and sciences right. are very are very big they really want to promote stem mm -hmm. and want to promote um even um steam right which includes the art um and you could do that in your homeschool too right <laughs> so it's, it's you, you you can the flexibility is there that homeschools allow that you don't get in a school system um like i say you or should i say you get a very narrow view of flexibility because you're mainly doing what the school system has set out for you to do so the teachers really have a narrow view of of, of what they can do and what they can't do. Um, so when you're talking about the curriculum materials with, with the freedom of using different materials. So you have the freedom what to is select what materials you're using. Right. So at the school, they may have, um, you know, a certain text that they use Textbooks. and certain right. workbooks that they may use, certain mm -hmm. websites they may use. But in your homeschool, you get to choose those. You get to pick what books you think your child best learn with. And I know for us this school year with my daughter going into high school, taking algebra, for me, math is not my strength, but I know that she's pretty good with self-learning. And that's right. kind of one of our big goals that we have for our kids that when they get to a certain age, and even when they're young, what can they do and learn on their own based on the skills that they're developing? So a child who knows how to read, you know, read through something and follow directions, comprehend what they're looking at, they can make recipes, you right. know, they can build things. They can, um, they can just learn different languages. And I think that's the beauty in learning because as adults, we typically aren't going towards learning things that we don't want to learn. So the things that interest us the most, um, it just allows us to flourish more in those areas. And we kind of want that for our kids. So right. picking the curriculum that works and kind of going back to the math for the algebra with my daughter, uh, finding one that actually it has pictures in there because she's right. a visual person, but it also has a lot of cross-curricular type items in there. It kind of gives you history. It kind of gives you life applications with the algebra, like how you can see algebra in everyday life. And that's actually helpful for me and for her. And it makes learning math exciting. A lot of people are intimidated by math, right. but math is all around us. And the more you can get the big picture with math and you can look for the patterns and, and you know, have a way to learn it where the information is presented in a certain way and you can process it in a way that's most suitable for you. It can help you produce um 
the most awesome products and you'll be able to actually learn something from there so you can kind of just go you can your hands on and you can able you're able to decide what your child what works, needs yeah. and what works and then you also can you know if something doesn't work you can you can change it right um so i think that's really good with when you're considering homeschooling that you're involved in your child you're learning mm-hmm. their 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 the way they process information and the way they 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 are able to work things out and if certain things don't work then you can kind of just ditch it and find something that does Right. And you can get recommendations from people and you can um, do research on different things. And I think that makes it more, I know it's a, a lot of work, especially when you're trying to get all of these um, materials together for, especially if you have a, a large family and right. kids are on different learning, have different skills and different learning processes. And levels. And yeah. different levels. You know, it can be a little bit daunting, but I think is the, the fun part or, or the interesting part is that you can kind of look through it and see what is beneficial for each one and then be able to tailor made make their their education to them and their strengths and then wherever they're weak and you can kind of work on those things a little bit longer so sort of like an individual educational plan right most definitely (laughs) it's just like a a iep right (laughs) Um, so uh so so that's that's um something to really think about um like janelle was talking about was is that you can mix things in. You can like use certain curriculums for for math that right. you know your kids are, are well. You can use some online curriculum where you find that we're notice one that we're using um, that we'll be using called Easy Peasy, which is a which is pretty good because like I said, it's visual. It really is, is is something where I think the boys are are can can kind of excel at and kind of understand information. And of course, if there's something they don't understand, you can always just keep going through those things and you don't have to feel, it's, I know sometimes you want to push your children, but you don't have to feel that way. Oh, they, they, they'll notice by in a, in a week, then, you know, all hope is lost. All hope is not lost. They're, you know, their brains are still developing. They're still going to, they're going to get the information. It's just that some kids learn faster than others. Mm-hmm. And I think it allows you as a homeschool parent to, be a little bit more gracious and a little bit more forgiving and hopefully you'll be able to just stay with them with the things that they need to to be um to, and be to like learn. their cheerleader too i think right we can get frustrated or we can look at well what what's really hampering their learning you right. know is it just that they're not ready to learn that sort of information or are they not seeing the relevancy of it? Right. So I think kind of looking at that, and it's interesting you mentioned about, you know, some kids learn faster because we do have a few children that learn a bit faster than the others. Right. And just being able to challenge them, those particular children that learn faster are also very good at learning things that they want to learn. So the mm-hmm. motivation aspect. Self-starters. Self-starters, self teachers if you will and giving those kids special projects to work on that might interest them and they could work on on their own while maybe you're helping to remediate other children that might need your your extra support but still building confidence in those kids because everybody really have areas that they excel at sometimes we don't always see it when we think about education because we're focusing on maybe the basics of math, science, history, 
and language arts, but you may have a child that excels in the culinary arts. And like for us, we're right. kind of seeing that in yeah. one of our children, he has other skills too, but with that, we were like, wow, he may have some natural skills here that we could still help to build and develop. So we're actually going to incorporate a culinary arts class and the other kids are going to take it too because they think the idea is cool cooking right fun they like to eat anyway. right and then they're also <laughs> going to do the food truck challenge which i'm kind of hyped and psyched about so we're watching videos of other kids cooking and um people and food trucks to get some ideas but they have to come up with their own original food truck idea and I'm trying to think if maybe I want them to present the idea to the mayor, like for real, but of course they're not actually gonna um, get a food truck, but just right, to see, course. you know, get the experience of if this is something you wanna do, you wanna see something in your community, that also incorporates the, the social study aspects of doing things with this culinary arts is that sometimes you wanna do things in the community that affects the community and you have to go to your um local politicians right. to get approval so right, i think it's gonna be a really fun time when we do culinary arts because yeah. it also incorporates math they have to think about the budget they have to think about um the volume the measurements um planning for a large group they there's a lot involved right so and, it, and, yeah. and just what you know talking about time that's something which you're able to do you're able to schedule these type of things within your within your week right. so you're not bound to just the time where when your kids off to school you send them off to school and they come back at a certain time right you know you homeschool school Never home. really ends. And yeah, school never really ends. <laughs> we we're always learning. It's time right. with Janil. We're, we're doing something. We're seeing something, and we're instructing our kids. And that's how education should be. Anyway, it shouldn't. Right. It shouldn't feel forced. It shouldn't feel like, oh man, we 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 got to get to do this. Of right. course, you know, even our homeschool, we don't have a starting time. Right. Um, but it should feel that learning is around you. That it's just something that's a part of life. And we want, I was even telling the kids the other day, you know, we want, we want you guys to have a love for learning that, because mm, you're learning yeah. stuff anyway. You learn stuff all the time. You know, they're always singing songs all around the house because they've learned that. They've listened to it over and over again right. to the point where they're singing it around the house. Exactly. So learning is just a part of life in general. You know, something that God's given us a mind and a brain to take information, retrieve information, and then store information, then be able to then re, um, regurgitate the information or, to, or give out their information. So we want them to be able to have a love of learning what life is about, about the animals, about the ecology, about um, politics, about um, uh, the scriptures, about their bodies. So we want right. them to know all these things and we want to be able to uh, set up a time where they could be able to learn these things anytime, where we're out, mm -hmm. we're in the house. If you don't want to set up a trip for something, she could set up a trip for something. Like she was talking about the food trucks or anything that we find or somebody recommends to us, I'll say, okay, we can put that in our schedule to do that. Right. We don't have to wait for a certain time where, okay, we the field to trip approved. is going to happen here <laughs> and then you got to get your parent approval. Permission You're steps, there. Yeah. So you can, you'll be able to approve whatever that you want to have for your children at the time that it's necessary. So yeah, that, that is awesome. So knowing that you have the freedom as a parent, as a teacher, 
to do what you feel is best for your children, specifically for their learning, is, is one of the things which really makes homeschooling one of the, 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 the reasons why a lot of people should consider is that the, because of the freedom. Now, you also mentioned that you have the opportunity to develop lasting, um, meaningful relationships with your children. That's something which is very important because, for one, usually when you send your kids off to school, you send them off to school for eight hours or however long amount of time, and then they're coming home and you're coming home from work and you sometimes will meet each other at dinner table, but sometimes you may not. So having these meaningful um, conversations and being with them day in and day out is going to bring you closer to your children. Hopefully they'll see the importance of you um, teaching them and instructing them and showing that you actually care for their learning. So what else do you have to say about that? Yeah. So the idea of meaningful relationships, definitely they take time because you think about any relationship you have, whether it's with your family members or your friends or with your spouse, or in this case, with your children, it's going to take time. And I know for us having five children, a lot of times we do things together. So we kind of get to know them in a group, but we also try to take the time to get to know them individually because not that they're a different person per se when you're with them individually, but you get to you get to know them on a more personal level and they get to know you on a more personal level and you get to develop that relationship. I remember taking a parenting class um, and somehow we were talking about the dynamics of the family and the relationships and there was like a visual representation. So I'm a visual person and we had to like draw a line for each relationship so for instance in my in my family we have seven people so there's a line for the relationship between joseph and i Mm -hmm. and then a line for me and my daughter then a line for me and my other children so that's seven lines from me to them but then think about the crossing because then there's relationships between each child and you know Each uh, each other and so on and so forth and my paper was kind of crazy with all of us but it helped me to see like wow there's a web in there and there's some dynamics in there that really affect the flow of our family and it helps you to really see how we all really impact and affect each other Mm -hmm. and it also helps to build a strong family not that this can't happen in other ways but my prayer is that even when we're dead and gone, that our kids will still have close connections, close bonds with each other because they've been developing these relationships right. all along. Now, of course, the relationships aren't perfect. They're still humans. Right, right. <laughs> but we're trying to help develop and mold uh children that will be compassionate and respectful of each other, that they will have integrity and that they will love the Lord with all their heart, mind, and soul, and that they will also love their neighbor. And we try to tell them right now, your neighbor is your siblings and your parents. How are you loving us? You know, because you can't love other people 
more than you love us. Right. Well, yeah, of, of course. <laughs> I mean, because it would be like really because you're, you're around those old people day in and day out. Right. So, so. but getting back to what you kind of mentioned, something you said, you said um, about the heart, and that's that's one aspect of of um, of uh, of of our of rearing our kids that we really want to impact the most mm. because that deals with you know of when since we are christians and we want and we want to um have a christian worldview and dealing with teaching our children ultimately we want their hearts to change ultimately right. we want their their minds to be on christ and we want them to have a deeper understanding of life in general so that those things will impact their learning no matter what they're learning and you know if with in a in a in a christian setting everything that we do we tell them we want to do to the glory of god right so you know there's some verses you know god always has some verses um two of them two verses particularly deals with this heart issue first in jeremiah 24 7 it says i will give them a heart to know me for i am the lord and they will be my people and i will be their god for they will return to me with their whole heart so we definitely want to um instruct our children in the Lord because he wants their heart and he's the one who changes their heart. He gives his spirit and his spirit comes and changes our heart and gives us a heart to desire God. So we want to continue to impress upon them that so that ultimately they will give their life to Christ. And then the next verse, it says in Ezekiel 36, 26, it says, moreover, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. So that just talks about what God does. He changes our hearts from a heart of stone, a heart that does not care about God or his ways or his word or anything about spiritual matters. And he's going to change that heart and then make that heart of stone a heart of flesh. One is impacted by the gospel of Christ and one that is impacted by the things of God so that they could put their focus on him and do all that they do to him and his glory and then be able to love not only their neighbor which are uh, around them their family but even their neighbor neighbor in society so we will be able to love them with the gospel and to live a life in a way that glorifies god so we definitely want to impact our kids when it comes to a heart issue mm-hmm. and an education issue because both is educational mm-hmm. one is a spiritual educational one is a societal education so we want them to want to be able to impact them both with that right because god has given us a new heart because our hearts are wicked and evil and deceptive and 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 we need a new heart and even this kind of is something to think about that even with your child that's seemingly obedient they too still need a new heart because what's going on in their mind the, the motives behind what they do even though it seems obedient are they doing it with love and joy and compassion or are they doing it and kind of grumbling or or secretly, you know, right. riled up about why I have to wash dishes? Or and they're going to do that you know, because they are they're unregenerate. So they're going to right. they're going to do that. But we want to be able to continue, like I said, to press upon their heart, exactly. making sure that they understand the reason why we're why we instruct them in certain things, um, the attitudes that they need to have mm-hmm. when they're given instruction, whether it's for work or whether it's for schoolwork. Mm-hmm. whether it's for a chore or whether it's for anything that we give them we want to make sure that they have the right minds and be able to think about those things that we're telling them we, we talk, we always tell them hey 
before you do things, think about what you're about to do. So you right. want them to be able to be thinking problem solvers because that's what life is about. Anyway, solving problems. Exactly. You know, there was a problem. When we were talking about, um, we were talking about uh, in our in, in church, how God produced an answer for the problems mm -hmm. where it was a problem with us or earth need to be um, tilled. He placed man there and he took from the earth, took from the source, the answer to the problem. Right. And just like man, his he had a problem with with um doing the work he had to do. So God took from him the man, took a rib out of him and made a woman, and she mm -hmm. became the answer to the problem. Well, just like that, our children come from us as parents, and we have a problem with the world and the things of the world. Well, here we need to make we need to produce more people who are glorifying God and who are living and working unto him in this world so that his kingdom on earth can be known and seen so he takes from us the mom and the father and bring us together and we produce children offspring and those are going to be the ones who are going to go into this world the next generation and to proclaim the gospel of christ and to live a life that glorifies him and point people to christ in their daily day-to-day -day. right so we want to continue to move in that direction so so that so that um everything that we're teaching them can be uh, accomplished or can be realized. Um, you also mentioned, and that kind of goes into our, the, 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 the fourth point about, you know, it's the only school option for training up our child in the Lord. So this kind of goes along with, you know, when we talk about homeschooling, you know, you can't get, <laughs> you can't train a child up in the Lord in the public school. Cause one is a government public school and the government's only, it's not, you know, they, they don't even allow prayer in school. They used to have that, don't even allow that. Yeah. So the schools aren't. I mean, even, even though, though it's have, not allowed, I will say there are questions have, in there, and, and even they do when, have little options for little um, organizations, things yeah. that sometimes. But the school system in, in general itself, right. is not there to produce men and women of God because you have people from different faiths, different belief systems, right. all in the school. Right. You know, um, hopefully, it, those Christian families who have kids in the school system will be able to those kids will be able to press upon their friends and right. other classmates it's a challenge, but it's but, a very it's yeah. a challenge and that's not the majority of the people and a lot of kids are even even private schools are are um what's that word that they are pressed upon those who have other beliefs and you'll see them sometimes you know they don't they don't they don't um uh uh, foster their Christian beliefs in the public schools mm -hmm. and they don't champion their beliefs. They're usually following other kids and right. what they do. The or they may the not speak up and things like that. I've yeah. seen that. And yeah. maybe, you know, they're, they're, they're more timid with their faith. Yeah. Um, they're all in, they're all, you know, 100 in, in the, in the church sometimes, but <laughs> when it comes to the school system, they're not the same. There are some but, that are yeah. different. There are some that are, um, but in most of the case that's not. So you have to be, so the homeschool is a place where the kids are, uh, are, are, can be ingrained with the word of God and continue to press on them. Like, you know, say we have, um, we'll be, um, doing, um, Bible studies with them, um, throughout the school year and not only throughout the school year, after the school year is over, continue to impress upon them, um, uh, uh, uh a work unto the Lord and right. press one in the scripture. From the so time you wake up to the time you go to bed. And Deuteronomy uh, 6, you gotta yeah. really want to press upon them with that. And we're gonna hear this last part. This last part is talking about, you know, what what our job is. We already we should know that ultimately as parents. As parents, it's our opportunity, it's a 
God said the children, um, what the Bible said, the children are a blessing from the Lord. Mm-hmm. So they're a blessing. But it's our opportunity, it's our charge, it's our call for, and it's our main job to train up our children. We cannot um, allow that opportunity to go to anyone else, mm-hmm. no matter what the school system say, no matter what the government say. It's up to us. It's our children. We had them. We decided you know, to have them. We will have to answer for how we're going to have to answer for them. So we must train them. We must instruct them, not the teachers, not the school. And you're not saying that they're not going to teach them things. If you send yourself kids out to the um, public school, you know, they're going to learn things. But your, it's your ultimate responsibility. You just can't put that um, responsibility on somebody else and expect the kids after what, uh, seven years, another, all these years of school that all their learning is going to come from uh, outside of the home. Mm. They need to get their primary learning from inside the home. Right. Especially when you think the instruction of the Lord and the viewpoint, because even if you feel like right now your kids are going to a school, whether it's a private school or a public school or an online public or private school or whatever, you want for your kids to look at everything from a biblical worldview if you are a christian yeah and the only way to do that is that you're day in day out you're training them up in the lord not just on sunday right not just when they have children's church if they do children's church mm-hmm. but you know it, it children's church should be enhancing what your kids already learned right, from, from you mm-hmm. being a parent hard work you you say you want to get married know that you know the expectation is children will come so if you're not you know like our pastor mentioned if you're not ready for children Dang. you're not ready to get married right you know this is a marriage podcast <laughs> right so it, it goes it goes hand in hand you know and right. not you know but and also it prepares them to work right. you know we want them to have a mindset that when they're doing their their school um, subjects and those things and getting up and getting getting prepared. The disciplines. The disciplines yeah. that they're learning in the homeschool is going to be things that they're going to learn when they graduate and when they graduate from high school and graduate from college, if they go decide to go to college, but for them to go into the work market and mm. to be a light in the work market and right. to be able to do all those things and the Bible says whether you eat sleep or whatever you do do unto the glory of God, God. so we want them to be able to do their work unto the glory of God no matter where God sends them or whether they're here in the United States around the world wherever they go that whatever work that they do that they'll be doing it with excellence that they'll be doing it with integrity yeah. and they'll be doing it ultimately to the glory of God yeah because if you don't work you don't you don't eat <laughs> that's what the word scriptures say so we would definitely want um, um, you to think about those things when it comes to homeschooling and to consider these things because it's it's ultimately your children. Right. You know, they're not nobody else's children. God gave those children to you. So we hope that you um, got something from these podcasts right. when it comes to homeschooling because we think it's very important. It's something that we decided to do um, and something which, you know, we even got to a point where Janelle is home so that she could, that could be her job. Her her primary focus is on right. homeschooling the kids. Yeah. And, and a, it is a job. It is a job, yeah. It's she's a lot of thinking a lot of and work. planning. And she'd and, be working but and I'm just putting love researching. And, and, and <laughs> I'm putting love into it, but I'm also, this part I didn't mention, um, but the sanctification mm. 
is another reason. And, right. you know, because you may actually have some kids that are saved. Mm-hmm. So the evangelism aspect of homeschooling and the sanctification, but there's also the aspect of the parent gets sanctified too. That's how I see and this could be another podcast, but that's how I see our children also being a blessing to us in that I saw some things about myself as I homeschooled my children that I was convicted of. Right. And if I hadn't homeschooled, I don't believe I would have been able to see those things. Not not in the way I saw it. And God it caused, uses those yeah, things and it caused me to to pray more you know it's interesting that even as christians we have to be reminded of the spiritual disciplines of reading our bible praying studying the word of god you know loving on one another all those things we got to be reminded of right and it's just so beautiful how god uses homeschool to oh don't mind that that's our dryer yeah we yeah we we, uh, hey we're at home so we homeschool and you're going to be hearing home sounds in these podcasts. There we go. Just, right. just like that. So, but the beautiful thing is that God uses homeschool to sanctify the parent, sanctify you, right. to help you to grow in him. And therefore, you can be a person that disciples your children. You know, it's all right. about making disciples and disciples making disciples. Right. Most definitely. So we definitely hope you um, enjoyed this episode. Hope you gained from this part and actually i think one thing we should do mm-hmm. for another, another epi- next episode i think one of the things which i know a lot of people are are really concerned about homeschooling but we should look at probably some of the um i don't say negatives but what are some of the the things that people have heard about homeschooling mm-hmm. some of the things like some kinda people like would some say about myth busters mi- yeah kind of like myth busters kind of looking at you when they talk about um or oh, the socialization socialization and other little topics mm-hmm. like that maybe we'll do another podcast about that because there are a lot of um uh misconceptions, misconceptions and a lot of talk about yeah. the negatives aspects of homeschool and people make fun of homeschool children there's not many sketches on it a lot of people talk about oh this is what this is what a homeschool child looked like this is what a homeschool looked like so it's been oh, a lot of yeah. there's been a lot of a lot of uh, and some kind of them of, might be based on some they're, they're, reality usually it's based on some reality or some aspect, aspect of it yeah. or some people and what yeah. they have done exactly but it may not um goes it, it does not it doesn't involve, mean it has to be you <laughs> right it doesn't involve the entirety of what homeschool is especially right. from a biblical point of view exactly so we want to want to probably be able to answer that in another podcast maybe not the next one but maybe so you never know you have to maybe subscribe you may need to Check follow the pod, <laughs> follow the Share podcast with your friends. on the different um, podcast platforms we on um, all of them so definitely check out the podcast and the others know about the podcast so we're talking about families and and marriage and we definitely hope that you enjoyed the podcast um definitely like i said subscribe to the podcast we also have a facebook page um to our facebook page and a love worth dying for and we also have twitter with a love worth dying for the number four love worth dying for, at love worth dying and the number four you can check mm. us out on twitter so we hope you enjoyed the episode this is joseph and janelle banks and this has been a love worth dying for podcast have a great week god bless Thank you for listening to a Love Worth Dying For podcast. 
We hope you were encouraged, educated, and blessed by the show. Hope to see you back again on our next episode. You can check us out on Twitter at LoveWorthDyingFor or email us at AloveWorthDyingFor at gmail.com. So until next time, grace, peace, and love to the glory of God.